It's a weed review. Who cares? This is Gorilla Biscuit. It comes from a grower called New Moon Cultivation out of Noble, Oklahoma. My bud tender Clayton, I do remember names occasionally, recommended it to me at a better bud. It'll run you like $25 to $30 an eighth, but I didn't pay that much because I get a discount. Now that I'm done flexing my weed perks, let's talk a little bit about the dispo this Gorilla Biscuit came from. A Better Bud is my favorite dispensary in the whole state, not just Lawton, the entire state. They've got good prices, a different deal every day, and some good-ass house stabs for like 8 bucks a gram. And this isn't an ad or anything, it's just a really, really good dispo, and you should stop by if you're in Lawton. Now, according to the info sheet they gave me at a Better Bud, and shout out to Lorraine and TJ and Casey out there for hooking up the info and being a great dispo, the primary aromas of this strain, or cultivar, or whatever you want to call it, I don't really know the difference, so if you want to correct me and let me know in the comments, that would be super chill. But the primary aromas are cinnamon, magnolia, hops, orange, and lavender. I've got a pretty good feel for four of those five. I frankly have no fucking clue what magnolia smells like, and I'm not sure how they expect anybody to know that. But we could pop the germ now and see. I definitely get the orange, and I definitely get the, everything that I can know. Maybe not the hops, but I don't know what the fuck a hops really smells like, unless that's what beer smells like. Maybe lavender on the back, I don't know. I'm not a fucking sommelier, so I'm not sure. And that's the groundbreaking content you come here for. Now, I'm not gonna info dump you and give you my whole life story, but I've had a shitty week. I've had a shitty day, and I've really been looking forward to this specific moment where I can finally grind up some weed and smoke it in front of you. As always, I'm gonna start with a few sips. I'm gonna let you know what the basic effects feel like, and then once I feel kinda slightly toasty, I'm gonna let off some big rips, some snaps, get really stoned, and let you know how it feels. Onto the terp profile, and please forgive my mumbly ass delivery, I've got a really bad stoppy nose. This cultivar or strain or whatever's dominant terpene is beta caryophylline, clocking in at about 0.69, nice, percent of the overall weight. This is immediately interesting to me because beta caryophylline is kind of a weird terp. As I noted in that initial smoke sesh, the psychoactive effect of this strain isn't noted to be as strong as the body buzz and pain relief. That kind of clicks with everything I'm reading about beta caryophylline and its anti-inflammatory capabilities. Up next, farnesine, which comprised just a little under half a percent of the overall weight. Farnesine isn't super common in high quantities as some other terps, and it's reported to have an aroma like green apples. Like with beta caryophylline, the experts say this terp isn't super strong as a sedative, but it has a strong body buzz component, which is again consistent with my experience. Rounding out the top three of the terp profile is alpha humulene, which accounted for about 0.3% of the overall weight. Like farnesine, alpha humulene isn't super common in high concentrations, and it's known to be in strains like Girl Scout cookies and headband. It, too, is mostly noted as an anti-inflammatory and pain-killing terpene, and it's not really known for any strong psychoactive effects. The bag I bought also had linalool and limonene in decent amounts. Linalool, like every other thing on this list, is an anti-inflammatory and painkiller. Limonene is the only one really known to consistently provide a mood uplift. As always, we're using my filthy-ass bong with the tsunami bowl in it. Ah, I can't even find the way the camera goes. That's my filthy-ass bong with the tsunami bowl in it. I got my grinder here. I'm gonna spat back. I got a fresh bowl ground, and I am looking forward like fuck to this. Stepping back and smoking some weed. Let me put this fucking pop filter down so you can see me. I should do that creepy thing like that guy on Reddit that like smiles like the whole time while he's making big stupid pizzas and cooking hogs and shit. I should do that. My immediate notes are uh, not what I thought they'd be. It tastes good. And I did also like an idiot have a bunch of lead and cough drops which, before this, which might have fucked with my taste of it, but it's got like a <clears throat> an almost sweet flavor where I was expecting like cinnamony, maybe. I don't know, it's hard to explain. I'm gonna go back and do another one. I'm gonna use a better lighter than this piece of shit free one that I got from the gas station. Okay, two rips in, I'm feeling it a little bit. Definitely getting that face flush feeling. Oh, you can see me turning red, but that might just be from the coughing, but like the room feels warmer. <coughs> in general, I feel the come up. Oh yeah, look at that. You can see, you can see the sweat develop. That's not a dab sweat, that's a low ass tolerance to flour because all I do is eat edibles, sweat. Well, it turns out I was gone a little bit longer than 10 minutes and in the time I've been gone, I kind of want to talk about the initial impression that I made, at least with the taste. 
I don't know that fruity was the right way to describe it. I just had a bunch of those Luton's cough drops, and I think because of that, everything was kind of tasting like cherry. Because hitting it again a few times throughout the day, the taste is definitely very peppery and ashy, I would say. It's almost like an ash bowl, and I don't mean that as a knock. I've had other strains, usually sativas, that have carried that taste. Like I remember an XJ13 I got down here in Lawton once really tasted like an ashtray. And this has got that same thing. I suspect that's due to the caryophylline and farnesine. Well, the orange smell probably came from that little bit of limonene I had in it. In any event, I'm going to do one snap, maybe two. I'm going to let you know how my opinion on the highest changed, if at all, and I promise I won't take two hours this time. <laughs> Alright, my lungs are straight killing me, so this is going to be the last one, but uh, one final snap just to see what the effects are. I already feel pretty good. Okay, two snaps or big fool bowls, whatever you want to call it. I lit the thing and I smoked all the weed out of it. So that's basically a snap later. I think I'm pretty ready to give a review. I'm definitely high. The medication definitely worked. I got up, I paced around a little bit. The pain in my heel, I've got plantar fasciitis in one heel and another heel that's a fucking mess. I'm not limping around when I walk, so that's gone. And <clears throat> well, I'm still coughing a little bit. The, the, the mental buzz is interesting. There's still definitely some kind of mental haze happening. There's definitely a high feeling. I feel a lot more relaxed and chatty, but this this is definitely a weed that's all about the body buzz and in kind of strange ways. Like I don't necessarily feel all crazy loosey-goosey, but my shoulders feel good. Like I'm not all sore like you always are when you're my age. So yeah, this is a good strain. I, the interesting thing is I believe that the name Gorilla Biscuit actually does not come from, oh, excuse me. Being a relative of uh, the, the Gorilla Glue family of weeds, it's actually a reference to that weird 70s drug Quaaludes, and I'm not sure if that's like a tie into the way the Body Buzz has on this, but if so, yeah, I don't know, seal of approval. See, it's bong loads and bullshit and Oklahoma Cannabis Podcast with Evan and my dude. I am Uncle Dig, and I live in Oregon. Yeah, and I am. I am the ultimate podcast co-host. He's my co-host, man. He's the guy helping. I actually said Oklahoma at the beginning, Dig, because I've been trying to work that in the SEO, and now YouTube will pick that up at the very beginning if somebody searches Oklahoma cannabis. Oh, yes. So uh, fingers crossed. There's a little SEO talk to start the show. I want to, um, people to imagine the O from Oklahoma and the O from Oregon kind of dangling. Uh, in the front, as it were, almost like two giant boobs. Ah, well, so that's 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 the comp the comp combination that we're all thinking of. I thought you know, it's a place nuts. in this country where you can find legal, affordable cannabis, allegedly. Right, and getting ready to be less and less with uh, you know, what's apparently going on. At least Oregon's still going to be good. Oregon's an OG, <coughs> fine. Oklahoma's a little fucked up. <coughs> now with you with you hacking here on that big bong years, maybe I should start this show off the way we usually do and ask you, Dig, what are you smoking? I just took a rip of a Girl Scout cookie auto I just harvested like a few weeks ago. Nice. Yeah. Right. How's that? How's that treating you? It's pretty good. Girl Scout cookie uh, rubs me the right way if I'm Christina Aguilera. <laughs> and so when my, when, when it gets, it, get, it really helps with my back pain, but also what I find with Girl Scout cookies is if I want to overindulge in it, it's a really good way to become deeply and tragically inebriated which that's, i enjoy that's the only kind in my book right you know I'm, I'm looking way shadowed out what i may do here in a minute when you talk is turn my light on so you just have a blinding ass light on part of my face we'll just keep the show going as that does oh shit and i was gonna your boy got paid today and i was gonna upgrade to the the paid zoom and in fact whenever the timer comes up i'll probably just do that during the call live for some excellent like radio content oh fancy yeah <laughs> It's going to be so cool. Uh, before we get too far into it, I should note, I'm alongside with the, what we're smoking. I'm all out of sorts today. Audience, my life is a fucking train wreck. Shit's going bad and that you're hearing this at all right now, as Dig kind of said earlier, is an act of God. So let me get the socials up out of the way, and then we will get back to the regular show. The show is, if you didn't know, bong loads and bullshit. The socials are... <laughs> at bongloads and bullshit on insta bongloadsandbs.com and if you want to follow me at bongloads and bs evan on insta uncle dig is just uncle dig on insta follow that dude as well and if you haven't hit the goddamn subscribe button on youtube please oh yeah and shameless plug if we're doing pluggables i have a podcast called the bag seed chronicles yeah it's like this podcast except not really and it's about weed too kind of 
You know, Diggs, uh, it's an interesting thing. Diggs, Diggs show is like produced and it's got the cool music and it's got like the whole thing where you get to hear about his, his grow and stuff. So the content that a lot of people have asked me to put on here, you can find on the Bagseed Chronicles right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like every week, except last week, I was kind of sick uh, every week. So I, I, I do the show kind of on like a, an as a catch as can basis. So sometimes it comes out every two weeks. Sometimes it comes out every week. It usually comes out on Thursday or Friday, but when most shows that I release have a little garden update. So I can tell people not only what I'm doing in my garden, but what time of the year I'm doing it. So like when I record a garden update, it goes live same day. So it, theoretically, if you wanted to go back and see uh, cannabis is a photo period plant, right? So you want to know what time of year you do stuff. Right. You can go back and follow along in my garden, see what I do from year to year. I've got a little over a year of podcasts now, so you can check out last season if you want. And it's a good show. Uh, check it out. You get to meet Diggs cast of characters. Um, it's overall, yeah, A plus. And now we're here at Bongos and Bullshit, and I guess I should talk about what I'm smoking, huh? I forgot. Yeah, what are you smoking on, man? I've got, I forgot to say it, and I forgot what I got. But I'm back in the mix here. I've got some Gorilla Biscuit from a Better Bud. I had to be a lazy boy today and walked at the dispensary instead of going buy some, but that's cool because a Better Bud makes good weed. And it is. I've actually got the Terp profile on my phone because I'm horribly underprepared today. But I do see here that it's 20.95% THC. So if you buy that, and you really shouldn't, no matter who you buy weed from, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um percentages are like fish stories sometimes they're true and sometimes they're not but either way uh, size isn't always important right either way because like the the cbd percentage can help you uh, a lot of things can can more than the thc number and then there's the fact i, I talk about this on a shit list i'm building so i shy to give too much content away and dig i think we talked about this before there's this weird set of like economic incentives for labs to maybe give good numbers. Um, there was a, actually in Washington here, maybe a year or so ago, yep. there was a little bit of a crisis with a guy whose, I believe his last name was Skeet, which is a cool ass name. I don't and, remember the guy's name, but I remember that Washington had like almost all of its labs temporary shut down for a little bit. Yes, because this dude, he was the one who spearheaded that. He was working in one of the labs and uh, found out that they were underreporting the weight of the samples that went in whenever they were testing good shit so that the, the THC percentages and shit would naturally be higher. <coughs> and uh, that's kind of an aside. Like I'm certainly not accusing anybody here of doing that in or Oregon or Oklahoma, but there's also the fact that. So I'm, I'm to, not accusing any specific place of doing it, but I guarantee you, in both Oklahoma and Oregon, money is being exchanged hands on the legal market to inflate THC percentage. Oh, that yeah. is a guarantee. That's happening in both markets. There's, there's just that. a question to who is doing it and to what degree. And there's also the fact that like the industry's small and word travels and the lab that gets the best numbers consistently, word's going to get around. And that's the one that people are going to go to because they heard about it on a Facebook group or what have you. Um, and so over time, that also the market kind of tends to inflate labs that, that might do that anyway. And I, I again, I'm not, I, I don't want any libel lawsuits here or anything. I'm certainly not trying to say that's the case, but it's kind of a weird economic pressure that causes uh, percentages, which you shouldn't trust anyway, to be even less of a shit. Yeah, yeah. And I think more than percentages or even like what the strain's called, I don't know if you can do this in Oklahoma, but you can do it in Oregon. You can smell the weed. And if you smell the weed and it smells good, then that's good. And if it doesn't smell good, then don't buy it. It's not your thing, man. Right. They got weed that smells like straight skunky strawberries. You can find something that smells good to you. I guarantee it. And if not, maybe don't smoke weed. I don't know. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. It, what if you thought all weed smelled terrible, but you really like the high, though? That would be well, then suffer room. through it, bitch. I don't know why you're asking me what it smells like. Then I don't know. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> if my tongue could learn to make Suboxone taste good, your nose can make weed smell good. God damn it. Oh, listen, I've grown like I've like I've I like I've never smelled weed that smelled like Skittles, right. but the weed that I smoked from this one place out in this little town called Gold here near me called Breeze Organics, they had this this Skittles the the weed strain that would that when you when on the exhale it literally tasted like you took a handful of skittles and then like put a couple nugs in there and just went <sighs> and just bit into it it was amazing tasted like candy i looked at my wife the first time i took a big rip of it and i looked at her like what did you put in my weed 
Like, what are you doing? Are you, are you, is there vape juice in this? Like I was, I was suspicious. Did you come out of your purse without being in the dram? Because typically, <laughs> that kind of sounds like something that would happen to a piece of weed that made it into like, not your wife's, but a wife's purse in general. Cause you know, uh, you, can't, you can't stick your like hand to get, get something out of your wife's purse without it smelling like perfume and weird shit. No, no, she's not. She, she, her, she's one of the ones that'll dump her purse everywhere, but she okay. won't. It's not like super grody in there. If there's, if there's weed in there, it's probably either in like a pop top or in a, or in a joint tube that rolled up into a joint. She's usually pretty good about keeping the cannabis contained. Ah, Touche. That's a, uh, some purse weed that might, I can do floor weed, but I do not know if I could do like unexposed purse, like exposed purse weed. Well, Oklahoma is hot. So that'd be pretty gross. And then also like, I don't know, man, like you really shouldn't be smoking weed. That's just been like loose in a bag. That's kind of grody. Yeah, no, for sure. That, that's especially in a purse, all that makeup. I'm talking about the, what you call the purse curse or whatever. I don't know. I, I dudes on Reddit joke about it all the time. It's stupid, whatever. Well, listen, nothing listen, matters. Everything sucks. If you're running, listen, I know I've known this chick, right? She likes to do mushrooms and smoke weed. And like, she liked to smoke big, big spliffs. And she had this <laughs> drawer she called her weed drawer. And I was like, what is a weed drawer? And I thought it would be like a drawer with like jars of weed. Like I have a place where I store a lot of weed and it's all in jars and there's like two way humidity pack and everything's labeled. That's not what her weed drawer was. Her weed drawer was literally like, loose like a pile of loose weed in like a rolling tray and like loose in the drawer <laughs> and she would just like paw through it and come up with some and put it in a joint it was it was wild that and seems like not, a good way to end up with like mold and shit you know places be dry out here sometimes yeah i'm not so su- i'm not suggesting the the, the listener <laughs> do this i'm just saying this is a thing i saw done Fair. No, no, I was just, yeah, that's what I was. So I say, I tell a lot of stories about people drugging their animals and like, like throwing axes into trees drunk and like all this stuff. I'm not suggesting that you do any of this. You fucking idiots. Do do you have dumb stories? Don't do this stupid shit. Do you have any stories about people drunkenly throwing axes into animals? Animals? (laughs) No. Okay, good. No. No, the closest thing I could come up with is like I've seen soldiers that have been drinking mouthwash, like using wrist rockets <laughs> to pelt Afghan kids with candy. Oh, that's rough. That would hurt. Yeah, it did. It looked like it hurt. Yeah. Poor kids. Come get your country shit on and a bunch of servicemen are going to come throw vicious candy at you. Like another another example of a, of a of a behavior that I have once observed and I'm telling you about now that I do not condone. Don't pelt kids with candy. Unless they're your that, own kids, then I mean libertarianism, I mean, whatever. Pelt your kids with candy, I guess. I don't know. I mean, really, in the in the libertarian structure, you don't you don't pelt your kids with candy unless you left the jumper cables at home. <laughs> I don't know why the, libertarians aren't child abusers. I don't know why I had to add the little dig at libertarians. Oh, there. sure, sure, they're not. <laughs> oh shit, this weed's pretty good. So it's Gorilla Biscuit, and it's from a Better Bud. I'm gonna start doing more weed reviews and shit, and I would like to hit actually a Better Bud in specific up with a full on review. But this is good. It's got me good and high. Yes, good. I'm glad that you're you 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 found a uh, weed that that does its job well on your travels today. Uh, have you noticed how my demeanor's changed already? Just yeah, you seem like you're in a much better mood. And, I mean, the drugs are kicking in. You know, things things work out. Now we do come to the show with a little bit of a loose topic some weeks, especially on weeks where I'm too lazy to do the producer. <coughs> and uh, this week <coughs> we've been bandying about the idea of like. Not just one, like not just weed etiquette, but like dispo etiquette and like cannabis etiquette per state and how it differs. And I thought maybe we could kind of start off the the early mid-show conversation about that, talking a little bit about little things of weed etiquette, because I imagine there are things that you guys do that would just make me go, huh? And, you know, vice versa. But I don't know. Maybe it's all the same. Maybe that's the discovery. Well, I think the biggest thing for me is like, for instance, I've been invited, like, for example, perfect example, a uh, thing you might not think about. People may invite you over to smoke mm-hmm. and they may be keeping their weed in less than ideal conditions. Ooh. And you may and you may be having yourself kind of a weird marathon. So, like, take a couple hits to be polite, but you do not have to, like, 
smoke dog hair to be polite if you understand no. what i'm saying like that girl's weed with her weed drawer yes she had found the best drawer in the house okay so like so, so like when i tell you the the weed might have not been clean but it was <laughs> fine we smoked it it was good it wasn't like overly dry or harsh or anything she washed her hands so sure. it wasn't like some it wasn't like some resiny like hippie lady mushroom hand dipping in there like it was a clean kitchen hand to dip it in there so it was all right but like that's not always the case like and i'm i'm sorry like i i, I don't care who you are and i want to smoke your home grow but if it's filled with cat hair no. i don't and i'm sorry you shouldn't expect anyone to smoke that like keep no. your weed in a jar be generous it's awesome to be generous share your weed with people but please, like, if, if you've got to keep it in a bag, it's not the first thing. But if they have a choice between a bag and like loose on the table, please do that. And also, like, it is 2022. Do not put food items in with your weed. Do not put tortillas or anything like that <laughs> to try to rehydrate it. If you want humidity control, you can buy humidity packs. Or you can get humidifiers and do things to uh, influence the humidity. The things you do to influence the humidity in the container should not include food items, which can contain bacteria and mold. Gross. Anyway, yeah. so there, there you go. Some storage yes. tips for you. Honestly, <laughs> a, ball, a pack of ball jars, you can be broke as hell. A pack of ball jars, inflation is crazy. It's still less than a Ceno. It's still less than 20 bucks. You go out there, you pick up like 12 ball jars, and you've got enough jar there to to store most people's amount of weed. Now I've got more weed than that, but I grow the shit. So like, but like, so store your weed in a jar, man. It's better for you. It's better. And if you die and it's the apocalypse and like a band of roving hippies come to your house in the wasteland and find your stash, if it's in a jar, someone will enjoy it. I always like to think about like, like if like a, like if a bomb goes off and because I've got my stuff all double co container, like I imagine like the weird like punk rock apocalypse mutant like doing bong rips with my weed at the end, like the on the wasteland, you know. This Adam. Girl Scout cookies is good. Good shit. That's what we like on bong loops and bullshit. And you got me thinking. You got me thinking two thoughts uh, that kind of go along the scale of the conversation you just gave with us here. I'm stumbling over my words. The first thing is on the topic of what you said about kind of contaminated weed at somebody's house. I don't understand how the fuck foot hash ever became a thing because I'm not smoking any foot hash that I made or anybody else made ever, ever. What, foot hash? That shit, just the name of it makes me kind of queasy. Do people, do people make, I, I've heard of finger hash. I'm going to look this up now and make sure that I haven't just concocted some weird horror out of my finger mind. finger hash is kind of gross when yes. i'm talking about finger hash i'm talking about scraping it off of a nitro glove though guys so i'm not like i'm not scraping it off the palm of my bare hand and then like using that to sweeten my joints i'm sorry i'm i'm like i love i love the plant but i don't make unsanitary things it would appear that the foot hash thing was a trailer park boys meme and that i got oh hit. okay okay so <laughs> So, so finger hash is when you've been trimming or you right. uh, rub the plant and then you scrape that off and you can make like charished hash or like, right. um, but I I'll, I'll do that, but I do it with gloves and uh, it's not my primary way of consumption. If I'm going to make hash, I generally, um, I don't make hash. I would like to get some dry sift, some dry sift screens and start yeah, making that. That'd be sweet. But it takes a lot of time and I already have lots and lots of hobbies you would do really well with that you know dig actually if you ever got to where you were making like hash caps at home i might move to oregon because to come get the cheap hash caps from you, oh, and you well, can it be wouldn't my be i'm kidding they wouldn't be activated though man it'd be dry sift uh, oh oh see i'm so ignorant of that shit so 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 here's the cool thing about dry sift right so dry sift is og hash right we're talking okay. about cannabis trichomes that have never been heated that have been mechanically separated through a series of screens i.e dry sifting so at the end of the thing you have like a pressed thing of hash that's never been heated a lot of people then take those trichomes that they've dry sifted put them in a bag and rosin press them right and they make okay. but i i that's not what i'm into i'm into like the very lightly heated and pressed 
like old school Afghan hash, but like clean, clean. Okay. Yeah, I like, I, and I like I, people. People have have been very generous with their bubble hash with me. Mm. So like, I'm not. I don't. To me, hash is like a seasonal thing, like around harvest time and in winter. People sometimes gift me hash. Just like in the spring, I sometimes give people plants. Like part of like people are like, oh, why do people give you weed? I'm like, well, because I give them weed. Like I give them plants or seeds, or I've given them weed in the past. Or like it's not like it's not like I just walk around prancing around and the world just rains weed on me. Although sometimes that does happen, and when that happens, that's great. But there's been like a lot of front end load, and that's what I'm talking about. Be generous. If you've got a pound. And you've got a friend in need, you know, drop an eighth on a brother, man. Just even if they don't need it, just share the wealth, man. You know, there was this beautiful redhead in one of my art history classes when I went back to college and she was so beautiful and innocent. And she was, she was like, went on this little rant about how she discovered like Hinduism or whatever the fuck. And she was talking about how ganja like is like a gateway to the divine and stuff, which I would kind of agree with. And she's like, ganja should be free and she you know what that little hippie girl was right ganja should be fucking free so share it around this this finalism bullshit episode almost took the 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 step into kook shit there dig almost but fortunately you got to buy the collar and pull it back just (coughs) choke here and stew on that i'm actually taking a drink dude i'm telling you you like if if everyone like gave everyone their extra weed, oh. everyone would have extra weed. Now that part I'm with, I'm with sharing. Don't get me the wrong way. And I agree that you should share the weed, but I'm saying, I don't know that uh, weed's a pathway to the divine. And I, I would hope that a lot of my listeners, when they heard that would kind of roll, roll their eyes a little bit because what? <laughs> well, you never got so drunk. You met like God fucking, you just ain't drinking enough or you ain't smoking enough weed, bitch. Eat more. Touche. I, I do eat a lot of weed, but all <laughs> no, it does. No, when I when I say when I say gateway to the divine. So let me let me let me let me wrap y'all on some like stupid esoteric bullshit yeah. that I'm on. So like, uh, besides the whole like, listen, I'm I'm a bit of a kook, and like, yep. um, I like weed, and I think <laughs> that certain psychedelics and weed can make you like the only time that I really feel spiritual in my life is when I'm like high. And I think for a lot of people, that's true. And I'm not saying that, that um, cannabis is like an actual gateway to like God or whatever. Mm. But if people want to worship cannabis, that would be better than a lot of bullshit people decide to worship. And as for like a gateway to the divine, (laughs) cannabis is like a gateway to like forbidden knowledge which for a lot of people it can be right. Like forbidden knowledge about yourself, like forbidden knowledge, like about like how to cultivate the plant. Like a lot of stuff about cannabis has been historically and is currently forbidden. So I don't know, in a lot of ways, symbolically, it can be kind of a gateway to the divine, you know, kind of in a fun, like esoteric, like, you know, the satanic temple kind of way too. Like, and if you look, you know, it's interesting. You can, you can twist it around and, you know, talk all kinds of weird metaphysical shit. I don't know. I mean, no, that's fair. And I was, I was totally just teasing. I was just giving a shout out to the listeners who might have had their, their fingers hovering over the pause button when they heard that. I just want to reel them back in, you know. I'm sorry. Little... You got to grow good weed. You got a little, get a little spacey. Uh, if you don't I'm sit teasing. there and stare at it, like with your mouth agape until a bug lands in your mouth, you're not going to notice the bug crawling on the plant. I don't know. You're talking to somebody who, you know, somewhat like, oh, I know those guys are joking, but I'm still going to watch, watch that form whenever they said the aliens were going to come. So, you know, don't, don't, don't let my well, God damn it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like weed is a, is a, is an embodiment of the, the, the often discarded divine feminine on earth, but I'm not retarded. I don't believe in aliens. Oh, that's not. Hey, now, hold on now. <laughs> hold on now. First off. <laughs> First off, that's that that I'm, I'm just per- saying that the possibility. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know, I know. I'm, joking. I'm playing with you. I know no, you know. no, no. But like honestly, like so, so for I'm sorry. Like I, I'm not a big alien guy. Now I do right. believe that like theoretically there could be like extraterrestrials, right? But like 
as awesome as like the gray mythology is and all of that jazz, I think that I think extraterrestrial life in its form and function would take like um, more unimaginable routes. I don't think it would be like, like dickless gray dudes right. like, walking around or, or even reptilians or bipedal. Like they might be like weird, like, you know, you know what was like aliens that I could believe? What were those things in Star Wars that lived in the asteroids that like latched on to the, you know, they latched on to the Millennium Falcon uh, to try to feed off the uh, the power converters or whatever? They were like these weird, like they looked like a lamprey fucked a bat. Like people I think who it, attached to the side of vehicles and try to try to steal power converters are you talking not about the people, people they're like these Oklahoma? weird creatures there's <laughs> weird like yeah like weird meth creatures except if they were like bat-like and had like lamp-free mouths and shit but like I mean, dude you find a tweaker getting your catalytic converter that's yeah but like what, what like. i'm saying is aliens would be like unimaginable horrors or at For least like, i don't think they would be anything that we could be like oh i'm in a room with an alien and i'm happy about it like I think it would be uncomfortable to encounter a real extraterrestrial intelligence for not only for you, but that intelligence as well. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think what we're, what we're being presented is what, what it is, if that makes sense. Oh my Lord. I'm going to have to, uh, we'll have to pause a little segment of the show. I'm going to have to set up the zoom to be able to take money. So we don't get shut off. It's making me make an account, even though I already have one. So I'll be quick. I I do want to continue your thought, though, because I've got a good one. I'll keep talking about aliens. Yeah, please do. Let me tell you something about. Okay, so let's say aliens. Aliens are real. Right. And there's like gray, like dudes zipping around, like turning cows inside out, (laughs) like fucking dudes, fucking women, like doing hybrid shit. You don't think someone's doing something about that? But it's not happening. I'm sorry, brother. It's not happening. Listen, if if it can fuck you, you can fuck it back. All right. It's the first rule of warfare. If it can <laughs> shove something up your ass, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Like, I know it sounds stupid, but like, if it can touch you, you can touch it back. So like, there's no, there's no like on high being that is indefensible. All right. So like that whole thing. I think is a vehicle for like learned helplessness in the culture. Like, so if aliens are real, they're real only in that they're like some weird, like psyop. I don't know. Like some weird, like a memeified learned helplessness for humanity, man. That's a very interesting way to put it. And I would, I do, you bring up a good thought that I'm definitely, once I get this zoom upgraded, I'm totally, cause you, you've totally tied into some like good, like, you know, touching podcast content or not touching engaging touchings later whenever we like yell at each other and then we're like okay dude i'm sorry we get over it no, i'm kidding i don't uh, want to no, do that i'm gonna fuck up no i don't want to do i just want to get zoom pro thank you we want right. to continue forever on this call that's right i'm putting dude, my address in no i enjoy like the whole idea of the gray being the like hyper evolution of humanity and they're like time travelers and they're like just genitalist like bionic genitalist like it's uh, yeah they're just like like that's great barbie down there dude touche yeah they're just like they got no meat hooks for their meat you know what i'm saying and like it's um it's not cool but people are afraid of that i'm like that's not that's not what we're gonna do like any sentient species that can like have a penis or a vagina and play (laughs) with it is gonna continue to keep that tackle if just for fun just for fun even if it doesn't serve any purpose or not, no one's going to look at their penis. Like you get a vasectomy, right? You get a vasectomy. Do you cut your dick off after you get a vasectomy? No, because it still feels good to. No. <laughs> well, yeah, you did it wrong. Uh-huh. Evan. I hate to break it. <laughs> That's cool. No, There's some I... German guy that said he was really hungry. Oh, oh, God. People on the Internet take shit too far sometimes. Did we get upgraded? Mm hmm. Fancy. We did in real time, motherfucker. Wow, now, look at I, us. I want to return to something that you said a minute ago. I want to return to two things. Dickless I got, aliens? I'm I down about, I can talk about dickless yeah. aliens. For, no, One is that I don't even know if we encounter something that is able to either cross or fold or however it gets here, the vast distances required, then maybe they transist, or, sorry, uh, transcended the need for a physical body. 
maybe they're actually some kind of fucking being that is, you know, uploaded itself over time and become, you know, like an AI thing. You know, you never know on that end. The other thing, though, and that was just kind of a silly aside. My big point is more and more I'm of the belief recently there's so much shit that we can't like see around us and like there's so many like I, I talk everything like electromagnetic spectrums and just things that like aren't appear to we can't see them with our eyes and we can't tangibly experience them for all we know there's a whole other world of like higher beings that's going on all around us and we have no idea and maybe they can see us maybe they can't like maybe we're some weird novelty to them and fucking I don't know but like I, I think that's just as likely as anything maybe they don't even come from space see when, I think when most people are like doing that where they're like imagining some parallel universe I'm like staring at bugs on plants and thinking right. about that I don't I don't like I don't think about like like not I, I enjoy what's behind a wall like I enjoy like for like like secret places and stuff but like I don't like ever think about like what's behind like the veil of perception or whatever. Like to me, that's very like, all right, whatever, dude. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think about that stuff at all. It doesn't interest me at all. Cause like, there's, there's no way to like, to say yay or nay. So it's like a never ending loop of fantasy. Well, to go back to what you said earlier about it being like kind of like a mental crutch and weak mindedness and kind of like almost tying it to something like religion. Like, I think that's a smart take. And like podcast listeners will know, um, well, I don't really care. I'll go into it. Like I've got like some mental health shit. And uh, there was like a six month period there where I was pretty thoroughly convinced that like I had plot armor in my life and that I could do whatever silly shit I wanted and it wouldn't hurt me because I had a couple things happen that were pretty lucky near misses where I didn't die. And uh, so anyway, I got that all wrapped up in that line of thinking with like, Oh, well, what if there are higher beings looking out? And then like, so I, I've since ceased that foolishness. That was just like a weird little six month mental break, but it's interesting that like aliens and shit played into that too. So but like, so here's my thing. I, whenever I talk about the divine feminine or cannabis as a vehicle for divine feminine, or any of that stuff. I'm talking about archetypes. I don't necessarily believe in any higher anything, sure. but I, I enjoy archetypes like the divine feminine, like Lilith, like the rebellious female across time, like, you know, all that stuff. And God, my wife is calling me. That's fine, dude. Take your call. Take it on the air. Uh, I'm playing here. You want me to pause? Yeah, pause it. All right. We're so, back. So when I'm talking about like the divine feminine, like the gods and all, I'm talking about archetypes, right? I enjoy like profane symbology. I enjoy like Lilith and like rebellious female archetypes. I enjoy like satanic archetypes, you know, I, I can I, get with that. Yeah. I enjoy all that stuff. So I, I don't do, I believe that there's like some satanic, like pitchfork wielding, like sexless demon like lording over hell and endless pain not necessarily no but but and because but, of that you fucking probably also were not in washington dc on january 6th anyway well i was definitely not in washington dc on january 6th i can't confirm i was not those are the ones with the plot armor sorry i'm not i'm not gonna get down that road sorry i'm not gonna get my mad at rich people in the republicans road Hey, listen, like, what's the point of having a petty bourgeoisie if they can't storm the Capitol? Man, I just want some bourgeois that, like, I don't know. I, that, I don't need, like, a dude dressed up like a shaman. Now, I'm, like, if it was, like, a bunch of dudes on, like, unicycles juggling on acid, I could get with that. That's funny. That storm the Capitol like that. Don't try to hurt anybody, but make your point. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's the seed of American power. I was kind of... It was interesting to me that they didn't just shoot into the crowd. Right. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be violent or anything, mm -hmm. but like, that's like, it's not like a, it's not like a police station. Right. Or like even a courthouse. Right. That's the seat. That is it. And like of the American power, like that's where like all the power is like, so you, that's like a military target. Like it's a different. Like you kill people over, I'm, it just, it floored me when they didn't shoot it, all those people. I think it speaks to a lot of the, like getting straight into it, that, that, that if the police weren't in on it, that there's a lot of sympathy because there's a lot of right-wing thinking about that. We don't need to get too far down that, but yeah, I'm with you. I, 
I had to worry about almost going to fucking jail because I didn't get a license when I got my cat vaccinated. I got the cat vaccinated. I almost went to jail because I didn't get the right license. And now I'm, I had to go talk to a judge twice and I had to kiss ass. So now, and I, I it wasn't a deal where like the cops came and I was like, fuck you cop. Like I just literally forgot anyway. So I sit here, somebody who was nearly arrested for fucking getting the wrong cat license. And I see these people by and large, just evade consequences and whatever happens. Yeah. I think they should be tried for treason or whatever, but like no consequences at all. That says a lot, regardless of your political affiliation, that should say a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like that the rules in our country are applied unequally, Yes, but I don't want Texas rules applied in Oregon. So I guess I'll just take advantage of it where I can and go about my way. We were going to talk about weed etiquette. And then we started talking (laughs) about aliens and politics and shit. Right. So we talked about being generous Mm. and I will say particularly with a joint, right? It's puff, puff, pass for a reason. Take a couple hits, pass it on. Right. Don't bogart that shit. Another thing you shouldn't do is don't sit there and talk while right. the shit goes out. Um, That's when everybody experiences somebody from time to time. That's a- I also do not like it when people only pack green bowls and they like dump out like half a nug of weed. Like, I think you should finish your weed. I think there are sober kids in China and it's a disrespect yeah. to them to throw away perfectly good weed because it's a little black. Um, I also personally, um, think that I just wish more people would learn to roll joints and blunts. I think that's becoming a bit of a lost art and it makes me sad. I've tried so many times when I've had enough weed to like roll and like, I just, I don't have the knack for it and I never will. So I thank God for tubes. Cause like, it seems like the people who are good at it are they just kind of a knack for it. Or it's almost like, writing or artistic skill where you're born with a certain measure of it and you can cultivate that skill, but there's a ceiling. I've hit my rolling ceiling big time. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think a, a unique set of circumstances kind of happens. Like I, I was willing to learn. I wanted to learn. And when I was in the army, um, if you were broke, you could get like a, a package of top tobacco with papers for like $2. Right. And that would roll you like 40 or 45 cigarettes. Hmm. And I would roll, hand roll my cigarettes. And then, and I'm not saying rolling cigarettes is like rolling reed, but like I knew I could roll that. So I knew I could roll weed when it came time to roll weed. So like, I don't know. And it's a neat, it's a neat ritual to be able to do. And I like watching other people do it. And I don't get the opportunity because everyone around me is like, well, why would I learn? Why would I learn to roll joints? Because you know how to roll joints. And I'm like, that's like saying, why would I learn weed to grow weed? Is because you know how to grow weed. Like, you can't have my weed, bitch. Like, fucking learn to roll. Shit. You fucking kids and your vapes. Learn to roll weed. Now that that we've gotten that out of the way, and those are all very good points of etiquette. Thank you. I would like to bring up one that I've thought about. I want to swing into dispo etiquette for a minute, if okay. 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 Here's one that kills me at the dispo. Asking a whole shitload of fucking questions when there's somebody waiting behind you in line. And really, that applies at the electronics store or anywhere, the, the, the deli meat counter, anywhere you go. But if you're at the dispo and like it's your first time and you, you need to know if you fucking put the card in your mouth, or you stick it up your ass and you're curious about like, do I need to have some kind of like gasoline or igniting fluid on top of my weed to light it in the bowl? And this just goes on and on and on. Maybe you can stop and turn to the person waiting in line behind you and go, hey, you look like you know more about weed. Uh, Do you want to buy your shit? (laughs) I disagree. (laughs) Oh, dig. I um, so so this is the problem because I no, I hate the way dispensaries are set up because they have some dude that has to talk you through your purchase. Right. In my case, usually doesn't know shit like as much as me and i gotta fucking talk this dude for you're like that i know more than you mean like right but i do right no and 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 i don't and so like i don't begrudge people because they have this boutique set up they don't want to make it like fucking costco where i can fucking come here i'm like all right i want my purple punch smells good all right good i can't give it to myself because i'm apparently retarded and can't wash my hands so you've got to spoon it out to me 
slowly while we have some stupid fucking conversation. And neither of us wants to have. Right. So you know what? If we have to do that, I'm sorry, Evan, but you have to wait for grandma to figure out Mm. what kind of fucking stupid one joint she's going to buy. And she's going to take a half hour to do it because you know what? You we didn't pass a law where it could be like Costco where I could go through and write a number with it. I, I went and just get my scoop and scoop my weed into my bag. No, everyone's got to have brands and this and that. And fuck you. Yeah, so dig- fine. You don't you don't want it to look like an old timey general store. This is what you get. You spoiled oh. brat. There you go. I didn't make that decision. I would love a Costco weed store. I so. want, I want my weed the way you used to buy flour in bulk. I want a scoop and I want a, a bin of just like at the candy store. Yeah. It'll say purple mids. Fair. And I just want to just, and I want to like make a noise when my scoop goes in there and scoop it out mm. like an ounce at a time. Well, the problem with that is in that Costco-like environment, that shit's all going to be ground to dust in like 24 seconds due to all the assholes. That's just a uh, – so so basically what you're saying – it's five cents a gram wh- joint weed. What you're saying, Dig, is, well, because we can't have this implausible situation, I want you to suffer, and I just want to let you know that that's a real shitty thing to say. It's the, it's the basis of American politics. Touche. Touche. On that note, don't smoke weed on January 6th or something. Oh, uh, next bit of disco etiquette. Um, along those lines, and this is more um, a show and appreciation to your bud tender thing. I talk to a lot of bud tenders, and one of the bud tenders I speak with says that there's a real problem where people will come in and they'll be like, hey, let me, what's, I'm Mr. Big Smoker, and I need, I want the best weed you've got. Tell me about all of the top shelf. And then invariably, whenever somebody comes in and does that, they get the $50 ounce. And then about half the time after they do that, they'll call and be like, hey, this weed's shitty. So I, that's not really a tip so much as don't fucking be like that. Don't be like that. Yeah. You know what? Also, you know what? I'll, I'll say something better. Mm-hmm. If you're the kind of person that says, I only smoke top shelf. You know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you right in your fucking face, bro. You know what? Because you're not telling me that because I need to know what kind of quality weed you're smoking. You're telling me that because you want everyone know, to know a flex. you're too good to smoke mids. Yeah. I will smoke floor weed mm-hmm. in a mountain shack. Right. I, I don't, I'm not saying I want to, but I will. Yeah, I'll eat like a distillate fucking gummy that like got scraped off the bottom of my car. I don't care. Well, um, I won't do that, but I'm not really into edibles. So I'm not like into oh, yeah, edibles yeah. that way. Like I'll, I'll, I'll just... I've, I've definitely smoked a joint that came out of a, someone's purse and I don't know how old it was. It could have been six months old. Purse weed. So I have purse. smoked purse weed. I just realized that by the, like I said, I'd never done that. And then like, well, I've never done a loose purse weed, but I've definitely had like a joint that someone just That's pulled. Not free range joint. Even, oh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you, here's a, there's a hack for you. You mm. want to take a pre-roll of like a cigarette or a joint and you have nowhere to put it right take your take your wallet put it in the fold of your wallet really yep interesting i usually put it in a cellophane if you don't have that right like i don't smoke right i don't smoke cigarettes so if someone handed me a joint like here have that young man i'd be like well fuck where am i gonna put this all my tubes that i have are already filled with joints i uh you know or smoke it (laughs) i was smoking weed at a concert here recently and an old man came up and asked me if he could get some and I allegedly gave him a joint. Maybe he put it in the cell thing. Maybe. But like, here's another thing, for example, um, when you're in the dispensary, nah. like, like have a conversation, but like, how, how am I going to phrase this? I get you. I know where you're going and I get you. Sorry. Dispense just because a chick is hot and she works at the dispensary. Does not mean she's like a stripper. She's being paid to sell you weed. Right. Not talk to you. Move, right. Like get your shit and move along. And if, you got, if you've got questions, obvious. make Evan wait. If you've got questions that are legitimate, you need to smell every jar in there to find the one you like. That's fine. But, but. if you are doing that just to look at this chick and make her look at you, stop it. Don't hit on women when they're working, you grody, grody, McGroderson. Or men, for that matter. 
Don't you, go babe. in there and try to lick up some was, some young, like hot dude in his jumper, like trying to lick up his leg or whatever. Like, don't do that either. Like good looking your- dudes in the dispo catch some shit, but by and large, it's from one specific category. Unlike a, like an attractive woman that has to take shit from all sorts of dudes, it's the grabby ass middle-aged ladies. Now, I don't know this because I'm an attractive man, but again, because I hear it. So if you are a middle-aged lady, the bud tender probably is not that into you. And you should probably stop trying to like accidentally grab his cock reaching for a pin or whatever. No, you need to do that. Do that to those dudes. It's like correcting. It's correcting the universe through like reverse. It's it's something. It's something. It corrects. It corrects all the misogyny in the world when middle-aged women harass teenage men. Okay. I don't know, man. And you know what? I don't even want to hear you crying about. I'm kidding. I'm. Kidding. I was stalked I by a cougar <laughs> as a twenty-year-old man, and I'm still scarred. <laughs> No, See really. the uni- the universe the universe takes that attention mm-hmm. from and takes it from all the dudes who want it right. and puts it on like the the dudes that don't right. and 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 that's why if you believe in God you must necessarily believe in His craven cruelty because yeah because there are there are dudes literally running around high school like please anyone touch it teachers I don't care right. and no one ever will. But there'll be some like whinging dudes like, oh, the teacher likes me. No, she doesn't like you. And some pervy thing happens. And he's like, daddy, the teacher fucked me. And everyone's like, what? What I see. Nonsense. What I see in the the news, a lot of those high school teacher ladies are down to fuck these days. Dude, it's creepy, dude. That's still Mm. creepy, though. You shouldn't want to have sex with like really young people. It's weird. I agree. Power. Position of power. Can't do it. It's 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 gross, man. Yeah, it's not good. This This podcast is getting heavy as fuck. Anyway, so when you're in a house, respect their weed house rules. Right. So, like, for example, in my house, when you're smoking a blunt, it's, like, bigger than a joint. So you get three blunt hits before you pass. So that's an example of, like, a house rule. There might be other house rules. Like, like a lot of people want you to corner the bowl. Like, it's not always a case. Like, I've been some places where, like, the bowl they hand you is yours. You'll try to hand it someone, like, no, that whole bowl is yours. <laughs> That's a neatly cornered bowl I'm smoking by myself. Right. And in some places, you know, they always corner their balls. It just depends on like, so different places, like that's a perfect example. Different places have different rhythms, right? Some places they'll pass the same (laughs) bong bowl around and everyone will take little nips out of it. And then like places like me, if I hand you a bong with a bowl in it, I'm getting ready to grab another one for me. That bong is like yours for the night. Like I'll sometimes ask people like when they come in, like I've got like, I've got like three bongs in here right now. Like I'd be like, what, what it is, this is a clean bong. You want this one or do you want this one? And they'll be like, oh, I'll take that one. And then I'll, they'll have their own little bong for the night. That way, no one has to worry about who's got what STD or herpes or weird sore on their mouth. And then they're all getting cleaned with rubbing alcohol when everyone leaves. So because like, I don't know if y'all know this about hippies, but they've all got herpes, man. Yeah. Like everybody's got herpes. Yeah. Everyone got it. has herpes listen to me if you do psychedelics with a group of people and they smell kind of odd but in a good way and they're kind of hairy they all have herpes touche all all hippies have that, herpes i kind of always assumed that but it's good to have that confirmed about that lot I do guess. people be raw dogging each other out in the hills mm. man you got to be careful out there like yeah, i'm good with that and everybody knows everybody too especially mm. like when people you think you think oh i'm like I know like one or two guys, like they know one or two guys, like, no, everybody in the weed scene in your area knows everybody. Don't, don't think you like know somebody and not everybody else knows that motherfucker too. Like everybody knows everybody. So fucking mind what you say, mind what you say and don't get herpes. Yeah. And, and use a condom and don't do herpes. Use a condom. Another no, no. good bit of weed etiquette. Definitely use a condom. Oh, and, oh, okay. Let's do some garden etiquette. We're talking. Yeah, about, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's, 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 so, like, guess what? You go visit. Let's say someone invites you to, to go see their garden. Okay. Then wear clean clothes. Like, cl- take a yeah. shower. Wear clean clothes. Like, you may not know it, but there's probably bugs in your hair. All kinds of weird stuff. I don't want that on my plants. I don't want your 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 dog hair on my plants. Right. You can carry contaminants in. Like, you could. You yeah. Know, by, like spores and shit. Those things will attach. Dogs are real bad off. about that. Keep dogs. dogs out of the garden too. In my opinion, that's not cats. Uh, they're, oh, uh, cats too. Good luck. Do they? I was yeah. asking. 
Do they bad? Yeah, I try to. I try to keep. I try to keep cats out of the garden as well. But yeah, dogs will carry more than like mold spores. They'll have like bugs in them, like mites and stuff in their fur and stuff. They'll carry into their garden. Um, But dogs are more of a vector for that. I mean, they can carry mold and stuff. And dogs like rubbing on smelly stuff, and then that'll ruin your weed. If a dog rubs itself all and it gets the fur all, and it smells really bad. But like rickety cricket, that's not going to land. I already know. But like. A, like here's another thing a garden is kind of a sacred space like people put a lot of time into growing this plant if they're Fair. doing it right don't talk about it to people that don't already know and and don't enter someone's cannabis garden without permission you right. really shouldn't enter anyone's cultivation space without permission right. but especially a cannabis garden it's sensitive it's there's all kinds of drama that some people feel about it Right. So like, don't just go in there willy nilly. Don't touch. And if you, if you, if you are invited in, don't touch the plants without permission. And right. I don't know what it is. The growers, the old timey growers do this. People like to reach in right? and, and they, and they squeeze the nug. Oh, on the, yeah, no. On the plant. Do not do that. Don't, don't squeeze my nugs. That's please. the weed version of touching the monitor when you're pointing at something. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. You're getting you're taking all my goo. That's my goo. It's not your goo. Don't get it on your dirty fingers. It's right. my goo. It's my yeah. weed goo. And you smush them. And if they're in they're, they're not just, gonna look right. Yeah, don't squish my stuff. And, and, and that's and that's the thing. And, and, and I think that really just respect it and respect people's space. Right. Right. Don't and, don't and that, grow, I mean, it's sad grow, that you have to remind people about that, but yeah yeah and grow weed at home it's awesome and once you do it you'll always want to do it forever it's amazing uh, are there any new bits of weed etiquette like how there's always been you know pass to the left and corner the bowl and stuff you know i don't like think that? i don't think you should assume that people are going to share their fucking vape with you because right. that's fucking gross and it's plastic Right. Like, like, okay, listen, I know you don't want to share anything with me. Listen, listen, I pass, I pass papers. Listen, I'm kind of an old hippie. You do not have to take a lit joint from me if you do not want to. I understand that that's gross. I'm going to do it. One day it's going to bite me in the ass and I'm going to end up with herpes or some shit or some weird mouth infection from some hippie with like thrush up on the hill or something. (laughs) But, 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 But listen, listen, I, it's just, it's part of the culture. I love passing joints back and forth. I'm going to do it. You do not have, that's another thing. You don't have to smoke. Listen, if, if you're invited to a pot party and you only want to take one puff and that's enough, you right. do not have to smoke. You don't right. have to smoke weed. You smoked weed last week. Doesn't mean you have to smoke weed this week. No one can make you drink or smoke weed. Like that's, I mean, any time you should choose to do it. Don't let people pressure you into it. By the time you're our age, that's absolutely the truth. Um, if you're younger and you got friends trying to pressure you into it and it's one of those things, just, and you don't want to smoke, that's cool. Just act like you inhaled it. Blow it out. You know, this would be another way. Oh, I guess. I, I don't know. I just, I wasn't, I hung out with the kids that did drugs in high school, but they knew that I didn't do drugs. Uh, oh, you're that. Were- yeah, that makes perfect sense, Dig. What? That makes perfect sense. I've known a lot of dudes like you. You guys are chill dudes. Yeah, I don't care if like dude, listen, if I if I wanted to snort cocaine, I would. I just don't. Like, like listen, like, so there's no judgment for me. Like, right. if you want a fucking free base crack, like I'm not gonna do that. And I don't even necessarily want to be there when you do it, but like I'm not gonna like look at you ensconce from across the road, like, how dare he smoke crack? I don't care. Like, what the fuck? I, I, I used to have kind of a dismissive attitude towards that. And now that life has taught me my lessons, I do. I, I, I see it from a place of concern a lot. Uh, whenever I see those people, uh, I saw a lady that was pretty obviously tweaking with a sign on the road the other day. And like, it was, no, it wasn't the other day. Cause it was cold. Here's the note. It was cold in Oklahoma. I always say the other day, you'll learn this about me. And uh, even though it was cold, this lady was like jitterbugging on the corner and she was just pouring sweat. She was obviously tweaking. And like, I was just like four months clean. And man, every time I see somebody like that, I just roll the window and go, Hey man, it's better on the other side, dude. It is really, but like, I don't know. I still like, 
it's weird how much I think about that lady. Cause you could tell like, she didn't, she didn't look so unhealthy. Like she was definitely like a trashy lady, somebody that would be addicted to meth, but she didn't look so far gone that she'd been on it for a minute. And uh, I, I, yeah, it just, see, and, and that's, and that's the thing. Like, I don't, when I, when I say that, I'm not saying like, yes, you should be doing that. I don't, I just have kind of an, I don't, it's not that I'm not concerned, like, but like, if you don't want to quit doing drugs and you have access to drugs and you're an adult, it is not my place to snatch your drugs from you, period. It's not, it's not my business. Now we can talk about children and yada, 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 whatever, whatever. But, but at, at the, at the base of the issue, what you do with your body is mm. not my business. And right. I, I, I just, I, I wish people would just approach it with, with, with that. Cause I think a lot of like, and I understand that addiction is a problem and that people have problems, right. but a lot of what causes those problems to be worse <coughs> aren't functions of the addiction. They're functions of society's response to addiction. Yeah. Like, you know, stoners, stoners aren't lazy because like, they're lazy. They're, they they stay at home because no one will hire them because they piss hot for weed or whatever. There, there's a reason like right. you can't. And like, honestly, like if, 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 if you could get work a job, right. like there's a lot of jobs, you could be high on crank all day and do great. You could oh, be yeah. warehouse worker. And, and I know a lot of warehouse workers. Right. Oh yeah. Do crank all the time. And they're yeah. great at their jobs and that's how they pay for their crank, right. their warehouse jobs. But like, if you're able to let a drug addict have employment, right. the the disease is punishment in itself. Right. You don't need to add on a bunch of societal stuff. And it's also very cruel to arrest drug addicts and throw them in jail and make them dry out. That's very cruel. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I, I agree with that 100%. Uh, just like not letting dudes who are trying to fix their addiction issues get Suboxone in jail. Uh, yeah, it's forcing them to go through the black market in the jails and then risking themselves, exposing themselves to a lot more risk and trouble, all to manage something. And it just comes from a place of not understanding. Um, you know, I know a dude who he's a cop, ex-cop. I used to have to work for him. I don't know him intentionally. I don't know him by choice. Uh, ex, Ex-chief of police destroyed many, 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 many lives over drugs. Like this dude was like a very well-known famous cop in his town for many years. And like I said, he was the chief for like 20 years. Uh, so anyway, we got out of that field. And I was working with him. And uh, this dude's wife was a embarrassing fall down, blackout drunk. Like there was, he brought, we worked at the same company and uh, he brought this broad to a party once. And she got so drunk that she pissed herself at a company party. <laughs> that's like army levels of drinking right and this dude would still have no trouble telling stories about well yeah i would bust somebody and then i would go out and check their car later for paraphernalia and give him fucking you know two extra years on that and he had that fucking accent oh i fucking hate that guy just just because of that shit just because of that shit and i don't even know what the subject is anymore but fuck you tr you know what your names are i hope you get hit by a fucking plane i hope yeah. a plane crashes out of the sky and lands on your fucking specific fat head. Sorry. Yeah, fuck, fuck narco police and fuck vice cops. Y'all are the scum of the earth. Yep. I hope your dick rots off, and that's how you have to live the rest of your life in some stygian hellverse. Anyway, like, okay. Now you remember what we're gonna remind me on, and we can we reminded me of what we were on about, and that that's. Oh yeah, here's some etiquette for you. Don't talk to fucking cops. Shut <laughs> your mouth. You have the right to remain silent. Use it. Make them pay you for a lawyer. You know, it's that's another interesting thing. I will if I've always like, I don't know, the thought of rolling over. And I guess maybe it's because I wasn't staring down a bunch of years. But like, I don't know, I, I couldn't, especially a friend. I couldn't roll on him to get a lighter sentence. Like, I just I think that's beyond the scope of my character. Well, and, and at this point, I don't know anything where anyone would come after me. Like, right. like there's nothing that I know about that is either. A within the statute of limitations where they go after me, or B is a crime worthy of anyone giving a shit about. Like we're right. talking, like we're talking, like citations. We're not even right. talking about misdemeanors at this point. Right. So, like, I don't worry. Like the only thing that would get me in <clears> trouble <throat> is if all of a sudden the feds were like, 
not we're going to actually enforce and it doesn't matter whether it's a big garden or a little garden we're coming and just everybody swept into Oregon and like fucked us all. But I don't think that's going to happen. No, I think at that point they have like Waco on their hands, but a whole state. Just people like blowing like leaf blowers full of weed at oh, God. agents as they raided people's houses. Wasn't it Timothy Leary that either threatened to or did like spritz the cops with acid? Right. No, I'm not a big uh, dosing people with psychedelics guy. Now, here's one thing I will do. I'll let someone get too big on their with their britches with me. I'll let them I'll let them smoke themselves under the table. Mm. I'll just if you like, especially if you come here and like, oh, I like smoking weed and we'll just smoke. I'll just keep smoking. If yeah. I'm at a social event yeah. and someone's smoking, I'll just keep smoking with them. Mm. I'm going to be fine. I've been here before. If you haven't step out of the pool because I just smoke until I, I figure out when to stop smoking when everyone else stops smoking. I'm that guy. So like, but I've done it before. Like I'm going to be uncomfortably high later. That's fine. Everywhere I go, when I get there, I like to get uncomfortably high. If you don't want to step into this water with me, don't step in on this third joint, buddy. Cause I'm going to, I'm not going to help you. I'm going to make fun of you. If you step in too deep, cause I'm something's wrong with me. I think like I'm it, beyond the point where I can step deep. I'll just, I, I either get, I, I just go to sleep. I don't even think I can get that high anymore. <clears throat> I can get uncomfortably high. I'm, I've got, I, I was a little bit uncomfortably high earlier on this podcast, dude. I, okay. I, I, it, I, I hit it. I, I hit it like probably once a day. That's impressive. You figured the tolerance would make that point harder to achieve, but I guess you also have access to a shitload of high grade weed. So I do, but I also like, like, I'm not like, I don't sit here and like smoke constantly all day. Like I'll smoke. Mm like two or three joints and then I'll do some chores and then I'll mm. smoke a joint or I'll take a bong rip or something. And then I'll go like write something and then I'll smoke a shitload of weed in one sitting, but then I won't be smoking weed for like an hour, two hours, three hours sometimes. And then I'll hit it again. I'm not just, I'm not like running around like my house all the time with this, like a lit joint hanging out. Like sometimes I am, oh, that's, but uh, that's, that's not, that's not my daily, you know, that's like a, a special time. Yeah. It's always a special time when we smoke. Oh yeah. It's very special. It's special. I, I had another little clever piece of etiquette that I was going to share, but I've completely oh, yeah. spaced it. It's cool. It doesn't really, it's, it's, it's gone with and like the wind. I'm trying to grind up a bowl now. Dude, it, we're at, we're at a, we're at an hour eight or something right. like that. Yeah. I figured you want to call it soon. Yeah, we can call it soon. Right. Um, so we can't, it's not sunglasses. It's not sunglasses. No, it's not, it's not sunglasses, but um, what is it? What is it? What is it? Mm. I, mm, I gotta go we, get another Dr. Pepper. Okay. That'll work. <laughs> there it is. <laughs>